the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. And I am so excited to kick off the program with my friend and our returning subject matter expert on all things Real estate, and that is Coldwell Banker, Stratford Place's very own Laura Catcherbone Gerace. Laura, welcome back to the program. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely, Laura. I love having you on because we've introduced you to our guests so many times before, and we've covered a variety of different topics relating to the Chicagoland real estate market, overall where we're going um, as a whole. Obviously, we're having this conversation in early 2024. And today, Laura, I'd like to focus our conversation on that mysterious but very special community, which is first-time homebuyers. Laura, when you meet that first-time homebuyer, when you get that phone call, um, you know how, uh, how, how do you feel about that? I love first-time home buyers. I like to hold their hand and get them through the process. Um, the first-time home buyer needs and wants have changed over the years drastically. Um, when I started almost 35 years ago, it really was more about price. Price was really the um, the driving factor, and that's not the case anymore. Now it really is they don't want to do any work. And, and I mean, to the point where I don't even think they want to change the color of the, of the, the paint on the walls. It cracks me up. But, um, yeah, it's a very different buyer. Absolutely. So they, 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 they come in and uh, no changes to the home. They just, you know, plug and play and, and move on, um, which is interesting. So that's a perfect segue. I'm really curious right now with uh, the little devices that we all hold in our hands and uh, it, we, we look at all the different apps and I'll just call one out Zillow. Um, a lot of folks have Zillow and so there's a lot of information at their fingertips. Do most people come to you with sort of all the information ready, and is Zillow essentially a good thing for the first-time home buyers uh, to do research, or is it perhaps uh, working at their disadvantage? I think that you have to be very careful when you're using apps, especially apps like Zillow, because um, let me give you a for instance: Zillow does something called a zestimeter, and a zestimeter is telling you what the property is worth. So. 
you're at a, you know, you're looking to put in an offer and this Zestimeter is telling you what it thinks it's worth. Okay. It's a computer that's just taking properties around that area and giving you a price based on that. It doesn't know how many, um, what's been done in the house. It doesn't know that if there's, uh, Another property that sold right next door that sold for a low price that it was in foreclosure or in a short sale or some sort of distressed. It doesn't know any of that. And those are not real comps for the property. So you really need a human doing it, not a computer. Um, and I actually listed a two flat in the city. And when I went there, um, Zillow said it was worth 750000 And I said to them, I go, I would love to come in here and tell you your property is worth seven hundred fifty thousand. It's not. It's worth about five fifty. That's how off it was. And in fact, the property the property was on the market for about thirty days and sold right about that price. So I was right. <laughs> but you see how hard it can be as a realtor talking to people when they think that you know some people think Zillow's God. It's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And that's why we love having you on this program. Again, I'm chatting with Caldwell Banker, Stratford Places, Laura Canchamon-Gerace, who has been doing this for um, for a couple of years. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, and Laura, you know, you being a realtor, you were able to get to know the first time home buyers. understand, again, is it, uh, a, a, you know, a single home buyer, you know, maybe a newly married couple, maybe with children, maybe with pets and so on. You could get to know their specific needs and really help them scour the different neighborhoods and um, and understand and set expectations right. Um, so I'm curious, most people coming in, um, you know, don't know exactly where to start. I'm curious if you are typically their first phone call or do they often come prepared with knowing how much they have to spend based on a conversation perhaps with a lender? I think it's 50-50 actually. Some do, some come already prepared. They've already talked to their lender. They know what they're pre-qualified for. And I'd say 50% don't. And they don't, they don't even know that that's the first thing that they should do. And, and it is that when I, when I first talk to somebody, I'll talk about their needs and where they want to look and what areas they're looking at and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but then my next, uh, you know, the next words out of my mouth are, you know, do you have a lender? And if not, let me help you get one. And let's get to a point where you have a comfortable price range to look in because what you really want to understand about your mortgage payment, and people don't understand this, if you don't put 20% down, you have to pay PMI. That's part of your mortgage payment. Your real estate taxes are part of your mortgage payment. Your insurance, homeowner's insurance is part of your mortgage payment. And depending on all of those factors, that's going to determine what your final mortgage payment is going to be. So you could look at a $200,000 house and the real estate taxes are 8000 a year and turn around and look at a $250,000 house and the real estate taxes are only, say, $4,000 and the mortgage payment's the same. So you got to understand not only about where you should be looking in a price range, but you also have to understand the other factors that go along in making your final mortgage payment. Absolutely. And uh, again, that 
conversation is is important. And whether you start by talking to a realtor like like you, Laura, or again, you start with a lender, the key is, uh, again, having those conversations. And really, there is no replacement, as we've been saying, for those real people, for those real partners, those real professionals. And technology is good, um, but it's just a tool. Those are just tools, and it's great that you can browse around and you have access to that at your fingertips. But again, I implore all of our listeners to talk to, to somebody like Laura cantrabone Gerace over here, and we'll, of course, provide that contact information. And Laura, I want to I veer, actually continue in that conversation about first-time homebuyers. Many folks that might be moving into the Chicagoland area might be coming because, you know, they were offered a fantastic new job, or maybe because of, you know, this new global world that we're in, maybe they're choosing to, uh, to, to come to the area and they might be working remotely, but they may not be able to do the typical open house, may not be able to do the typical walkthrough with you. Um, Laura, are there new tools in terms of 3D home tours and, and open houses that, that you're discovering are available and of interest to those first-time home buyers and all kinds of home buyers alike? Oh, absolutely. And and if you're working with, and, and I say this all the time, you should be working with the realtor. You should not be doing it on your own. It's the biggest investment you'll probably make in your life. And you definitely should be with a trusted advisor. And I, I say this all the time, whether it's me or somebody else, you need to be care. You need to be comfortable with the person that you're working with. And I, you know, I have, I have a client that has bought and sold with me nine times. He's my number one, nine times. That's a lot of time. But anyway. Definitely not a first time home buyer. Definitely not a first time home buyer. But, um, but I go, I, I will actually go and preview the property and take videos or do a live FaceTime with my clients if they're unable to physically make it and give them all of my thoughts as I'm walking through it. You know, do I think the windows need to be replaced? You know, how old is the furnace? Does the roof look good? Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you if, if I, I have had quite a few people that are out of state and then I let them know when it's time to fly in and actually come and view the property because they're limited in their in how many times they can come in. Oh, that's fantastic, Laura! I do hope that everybody reaches out to you. Um, you have uh, you've been at this for a while, and you've watched all the new tools and all the new technology, and you've embraced it all. Um, but as you just provided that example, um, you. Folks are loyal to you because they trust you, and that's the difference. So, Laura, in fact, you've been doing this for so long. You have a certain email address that uh, that provides a, a testament to your experience. Can you give our listeners that email address as well as uh, perhaps a phone number that how people can reach you? Absolutely. My email is S like Sam, P like Peter, and then my name, Laura, L-A-U-R-A. So S-P-Laura at AOL.com. And no, I'm never getting rid of it. SPLaura at AOL.com. And go ahead with that phone number, Laura. And my cell phone number is 708-212-4905. Laura Catchbone-Gerace, Coldwell Banker, Stratford Place. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to have you back on on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Today's guest is Jeremy Vest, the Chief Financial Officer of Curly. With his background as an economist and a wealth of experience in business leadership, Jeremy's passionate about helping companies optimize their investment in their most valuable resource. We always talk about it on this program, their employees. And through innovative strategies, he empowers businesses to create a thriving and productive workforce. I'm thrilled to welcome Jeremy Vest to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Jeremy, you have um, quite a bit of experience in a very important topic. We're going to talk all about insurance in a little bit, but ultimately it's all about people, right, Jeremy? It really is. It's it's people and behaviors and, you know, it's it's about getting people to make the right decisions. And, you know, when you're looking at the current healthcare climate and system, you know, you're trying to to accomplish that in five to 15 minutes once a year. And it's just, it's just ineffective. And ultimately when you're, when you're on an employer's benefit plan, uh, the employer is really footing the bill for that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of messages here, both for the uh, employers, but even for the employees. And we're going to get to all of those things. Um, but Jeremy, I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. As mentioned, you have a background as an economist, and uh, certainly right now you are uh, you are very passionate. I've heard you speak frequently on the topics of the hidden cost of insurance and some of these other areas. Jeremy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in some of these areas. Yeah, I mean, I have a background in risk management, and uh, we had a family business that was a very large manufacturing company and been very successful and, you know, wanted to give something back to those people, you know, really, really invest in our human capital, as you would say. Um, and out of this, something remarkable happened, right? Through this system, we saved uh, 25% net to our baseline in four years on our on our healthcare costs, and it just it blew our minds. Uh, we left that business, sold that off and moved on and decided this is something we've got to bring to the world because we want to bring, you know, better outcomes, better health, but real results, real tangible results in a world where a lot of, a lot of businesses and employees are getting pitched uh, products and systems that claim to do a lot, but at the end of the day, they hit at the margins where you're talking about small discounts on, on medications or things like that. And you're not driving better health and lower utilization. Yeah, absolutely. I'm chatting with Jeremy Vesta, Chief Financial Officer of Curly. And Jeremy, one of the things that I speak with uh, both listeners on this program, um, but just people in general all about is, you know, we're so, uh, we're so, it's so common that uh, employers often offer a, a benefit plan, uh, something sort of a one pager outline, um, but often that benefit plan, that standard coverage just isn't enough. Let's talk a little bit about that and some of the research that you've been doing and some of the work that you've been doing at Curly. Yeah. So you're getting your, you're getting your healthcare covered, your, you know, your doctor's visits and, and paying your copay, which gets higher every year and your deductible, which more and more plans are moving to high deductible plans with an HSA complement. Uh, and it covers that. But what it doesn't cover is What's going on with you as a person? Because the reason that you are in this situation as an individual consuming a decent to large amount of healthcare within a system, if you're one of those people, is not because you want to. It's because of socioeconomic issues. It's because of your psychological issues or collateral mental health problems. It's because of familial issues, things like that. And the system isn't set up to get to know you and help you move past those things. So the company providing the healthcare does one thing. It says, okay, if you get sick, 
you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. But what it doesn't say is, how do we keep you from getting sick? How do I make sure you're still coming to work? And oh, by the way, how can I get you so excited about coming to work for this company? Because we're investing in your health and making your life better. Absolutely. And, and indeed, uh, that's important because that actually will retain healthy employees. Um, and as we said in the, uh, in the beginning, uh, there's no question, ultimately, the driving force be, be behind all of the companies that might be tuning in, regardless of where you might be tuning in from, is ultimately we're all driven by people. Um, and uh, definitely retention is a challenge that comes up quite frequently. So I mentioned this earlier about the hidden costs of insurance. You're an expert in this area and they're un- uncovering and addressing some of those areas. What have you been finding? Yeah, it goes back to what I've been talking about. It's 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 understanding the totality of that individual. Um, it's unpacking the collateral mental health issues that are keeping them from success with their own help. It's it's getting the fears allayed and saying you can actually do this because that's really the the under the hidden cost is utilization utilization goes up every year i mean you if you track the last 15 years you're not going to find a year where the rate of diabetes dropped right and the severity continues to increase and that's compounding a healthcare system that that doesn't have as much capacity as it used to relative to the consumption and you're seeing the inflation. You know, you're talking about, you know, in, in the area I'm in, uh, 11 to 13% trend for this year, you know, increase. That's, that's massive. We haven't seen that, you know, those types of numbers since the late 2000s, right? And so it's, it's about knowing that the utilization, it's not about unit costs. It's not about, you know, am I going to negotiate a great rate with the hospital on this procedure? Because that's all important. It's about making sure that individual doesn't have to have that procedure because, oh, by the way, we've helped them drop 100 pounds. We've helped them get off of their metformin. They're no longer in the in the full diabetic state and they're in a pre-diabetic state headed towards that. They're exercising. They're happier and all of these things. And it feels impossible, but the hidden cost is we don't focus on relationships. And if you don't focus on the relationship, you never get the outcome. Absolutely. And I know um, you are passionate about this. Um, you are an entrepreneur. And uh, I know uh, you are also, in addition to being the chief financial officer at Curly, you're also the managing director of Vesta Holdings, a company with, as I understand it, diverse interests in the fresh beef industry. So you and your, uh, you and your family uh, are involved in some uh, interesting industries. What, is, what are some of the lessons that you've learned uh, in that journey? Sure. I mean, number one, People are people and business is business. So the same, the same concepts that you're going to learn in any business um, are applicable in almost every business. And, and I think what's really nice about not having a medical background but having really good medical expertise on staff is I have a different approach. I'm coming into this not thinking about hospital utilization and not thinking about, you know, pharma costs down to the dollar necessarily. We're looking at a holistic approach and finding out what's the root cause, because that's what you do in a manufacturing business. You're finding out what's the root cause of the issue that's happening that's driving my efficiencies down. And the root cause is behaviors. Uh, and that's a very difficult thing to change, uh, but, you know, we've got a really good system to do that. And we, we're dedicated to it, and it takes a lot of hard work. And I think that's what, what my, my 
advice would be don't be afraid to dabble into something else because if you've got expertise in how something needs to work, if you've got basic business principles, it's really applicable across any sector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's talk about expertise. Uh, again, going back to your head at Curly, um, I've seen some of the reviews of, of Curly. Uh, it's been called the best healthcare resource I've ever experienced. Uh, one of uh, the doctors of a Curly participant says, I'm astonished. It's almost a miracle. Um, let's talk a little bit more in detail about Curly and, uh, and some of those success stories. Tell us a little bit more about what you and your team do. Yeah, we come into businesses that are, you know, self-insured and we partner with them and we get hired by them to manage their people. And what we do is we select those that are the most at risk and we work our way down the population. We develop relationships one-on-one in person with those individuals. We'll visit their doctors. We'll spend time with them. We'll do a lot of those things. And then we work to change their behaviors and support them as advocates. And as a result, the, the company that hires us gets to take credit. They get to say, hey, I saved this cancer patient's life. Hey, I dropped this person's diabetes because I hired Curely to come in and help fix that. And the doctors love it because we're like the ultimate extender. We get to spend the time with them that nobody else gets to. Yeah. And how often do you have a true win-win-win? Again, win for the employee, a win for the employer. And uh, certainly it's awesome to see, uh, again, the win, the, as, as we said, the doctors, the doctors are happy. Um, but for Curly, what a success story. Uh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to bring you back on. Again, I've been chatting with Jeremy Vesta um, and uh, certainly have learned a lot about certainly your focus uh, and the amazing work that your team at Curly is doing. And I want to make sure we leave our listeners with a way to get in touch and learn more about about all of the services you guys offer. Tell us a little bit more of how we can reach you. Yeah, go ahead to our website, curally.com, C-U-R-A-L-L-Y.com. And there's an info section. If you fill that out, it'll go through our customer service line and straight to us and we'll get in touch. Fantastic. Absolutely. What a great conversation. Appreciate you coming on. We've got to squeeze in a break for some headlines commercials. We'll be right back on Get Down to Business. Get on my website, sycline.com. But until then, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I am thrilled to be rejoined by the health insurance guru that is Tom Mirabali, independent agent. You can always reach him, 630-863-4777, 630-863-4777. Tom Mirabali, welcome back to the program. How you doing? Fantastic. It's 2024. And um, believe it or not, many of the same issues as 2023 have carried over. Oh, yeah. um, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today, Tom. Thanks again for joining us. You anytime, are the guru anytime. of all things health insurance. We were just talking offline. I could have had an hour conversation with you offline about this, but I wanted to save the uh, the punch for our listeners. Tom, Rates are sky high for folks, oh. especially those with like pre-existing conditions. It is crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it is going higher and higher, and the out-of-pocket costs are getting higher and higher. It's uh, the deductible and what people have to pay before they get 100% coverage is unbelievable. Absolutely. And that's what I wanted to make sure we provide our listeners with all sorts of resources. So one of the things I always ask you about is the health insurance hotline of, uh, of you, Tom Mirabali. You always get some interesting phone calls. Folks, you, you hear the, uh, the doomsday stories, the folks that have been way overpaying because they're paying for coverage that they don't need. Um, and you help them trim that down and get them to more affordable rates. Uh, tell us about some of those phone calls and some of those scenarios. Well, I, 
I have people of all ages. And when you start getting into the uh, 40, 45, 50 year old people, uh, the Affordable Care Act forces you to take maternity coverage. Well, at 50 years old, what do you want maternity coverage for? And there's no way with the ACA that you can get out of having maternity coverage. Now, whether you're going to use it or not is is regardless, only because you have, you're still paying for it. So, you know, you're paying for things that you don't need. Absolutely. And many of the examples that you've provided in previous shows, and you can always get on my website, sycline.com, to see many of Tom's previous uh, appearances on this program, where we've really covered a lot of topics, is you talk a lot about um, maternity coverage. And for many of the folks tuning in, they don't need that coverage. So why would you pay for that coverage? Ain't that right, Tom? Exactly. Exactly. It's a waste of money. Yeah, absolutely. So 2024, again, we're having this conversation in January. Folks might be tuning into this program, um, the archives, which are always available on your website, my website, um, at a different point. What's new in 2024 and what are some of the dates and some of the deadlines that are coming up? Well, the deadline is already over for people to get in for the open enrollment for 24. It was up a couple of days ago. And um, unless you are coming from another group or group association plan, um, you're really kind of out of luck to get into the Affordable Care Act until next open enrollment. So uh, when I say uh, if you have a group and you're leaving that group, you have 63 days once that group plan stops or terminates to get into the Affordable Care Act at any time during the year. Um, but that's with group policies and group association policies. And uh, the Differences are unbelievable. Uh, the out-of-pocket cost this year for the Affordable Care Act is $9,450 for an individual, and uh, that's your total out-of-pocket cost. Last year it was like $9,100. This year it's $9,450. And um, if you have a family, you have to meet that $9,450, $9,450 twice before the family gets covered. That's $18,900 total out-of-pocket costs for a family, and, uh, and then you get 100% coverage. And my plans, you can get um, 5,000 family deductibles, 10,000 cumulative family deductibles, and much, at a much cheaper premium cost also. Absolutely. And so, Tom, um, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of lately is the uh, the rise of telehealth services, telehealth services um, becoming far more popular for folks, both in rural communities, but also uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of coverage and services being provided by different doctors. What are you seeing in some of the plans that that folks are talking to you about? Are things like that being covered and how is that impacting rates? Well, it doesn't really impact the rate all that much, if at all. Uh, telehealth is, uh, with some companies, uh, is free, and you can call at any time. Other companies might charge $10 a month. It, it depends upon the company. But uh, usually telehealth is a very handy tool to have. And um, if you want to say, well, I don't have telehealth, just call the company, and then the company will go over everything and answer all of your questions at any time. 
Yeah, and that's why I always love talking to you, Tom Mirabali, because you always know everything about um, the latest and greatest in the uh, in the world of health insurance and health insurance coverage. Um, and you are independent. You are able. You are a free agent, and you are always shopping around for different kinds of callers and different kinds of clients. Um, and uh, you answer your phone almost every hour of the day. Almost. I only say that because you need that one hour to replug in and recharge um, your batteries. Um, but Tom, how can we get in touch with you? Uh, you can call me at 630-863-3477. Again, that's 630-863-3477. Or you can email me at T-M-I-R-O-B-A-L-L-I at yahoo.com. Fantastic. Um, Tom Mirabali, really appreciate you coming on the program. One more time for our listeners, that phone number is 630-863-3477. You always get a free consultation. Um, Tom answers his phones almost every hour of the day, and uh, we'll always get back to you really quickly. Tom Mirabali, thanks so much for being that guru of all things health insurance. Can't wait to have you back on. A quick break on Get Down to Business. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. Andre Martin, the author of the new book, Wrong Fit, Right Fit, Why How We Work Matters More Than Ever. And in this book, he asserts that the issue behind the crisis of disengagement in the workplace isn't good or bad culture, but the fit between our ideal way of working day to day and that of the companies we join. Andre, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Shalom. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I know you've worked with, uh, with some very large companies like Target, Nike, Google, and the list goes on and on. So I'm really curious how you got interested in this topic. I assume that this was something you've been exploring perhaps before the recent pandemic. Well, I'll tell you this. I think I've in some way subconsciously been exploring it since I started my career. So I have had the pleasure to work in some of the biggest, most revered brands in the world in roles around culture, learning, and talent. And I'll tell you, I saw two things right away as I, as I began my career and all the way through it. The first is that there's always a group of people in a company that literally are on cloud nine. They are working. It feels good. Productivity comes easy. And then there's a second group that it feels like they're slogging through mud. Right? They struggle to be at their best. They feel like everyone has a secret decoder ring except to success except for them. And work just feels harder than it should. And then the second thing I'd say is by working in companies like Nike and Target and Google and Mars is I came to realize something else. And that's that each of those companies works differently. Working at Nike is very different than Target, very different than Google, very different from Mars. And I think in that started to create this sense of, hey, maybe it's not about good or bad culture. Maybe it's not about toxic or engaging environments. Maybe it's truly about right and wrong fit. Absolutely. And and that's something, you know, you've certainly uh, demonstrated in your book. Again, it's called Wrong Fit, Right Fit, Why How We Work Matters More Than Ever. And uh, and and it's interesting. You, you argue in the book that a powerful career starts with understanding if you are about the company, a craft, or a cause. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, it's one of my favorite parts of the book and something I've been thinking about for a long time is, you know, often 
we don't think about the kind of career we're constructing. And so in the book, I lay out this idea that maybe there's three types of careers. The first one is of company. That means that you have this deep dedication to a place, a brand, a product, a set of people. And you couldn't see yourself working anywhere else. The second type of career is a career of craft. And these are people who want to be the best in the world at a very narrow thing. I would call myself in my career someone who's of craft. That is, I was chasing this idea of becoming one of the leading thought leaders in culture and leadership. And then there's people who are of cause. And those people are basically saying, hey, I work because I want to solve a great injustice or a giant problem that's plaguing the world. And here's the thing is that depending on where you fall, you construct your career in a very different way. If you're of company, your job in a career is to have as many jobs in as many adjacent areas as possible because the power you bring is the knowledge of the network and the business. Very different than craft, very different than cause. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Dr. Andre Martin. And uh, Andre, I know you talk about three things that determine if a role is a right fit or a wrong fit. I don't want to give away all the secrets in this conversation, but what are they? Well, I think there's a, there's a few things that really matter most. The, the first one for me is that I always think about this idea that you have to look at first how the company works, right? So how do you collaborate, solve problems, socialize ideas, manage conflict, develop people? How do they think about time and rest and recovery? And so one of the really important facets is you got to know how you work and you got to be able to see how a company works. I think secondly is around, for me, capability. So do you have the capability that they're looking for? Are they looking for someone who's a great podcast host? Are they looking for someone who's a great producer? Are they looking for a leadership development expert? And then the third piece is, do you like the work that's going to be right in front of you? And are you good at it? And so really thinking about fit in terms of the way a company works, the capability needed, and then the, the things or projects that are right in front of you are essential elements of finding fit. Absolutely. And the fit has to go both ways. And that's where I want to spend the remainder of our conversation. Um, you, uh, we, we certainly know that in, uh, in today's economy, in today's market, um, a lot of companies are struggling to find the talent that they need. Um, but What's your what's your message to the small businesses that might be listening to this program today, um, entrepreneurs, of how even they can find the talent that work like they work, benefiting from the right fit that you've been talking about so far in this program? I would start with a very simple premise that we have to make interviews less like first dates and more like family reunions. And what do I mean by that? I mean to say that, you know what, everybody comes to an interview on their best behavior. Talent has these updated, beautiful resumes. They're wearing their best clothes. They have their stock answers. And companies come with this aspirational version of who they are. If I was talking to the small business owner, I would say, hey, listen, you're not perfect. Don't try to be. Present an authentic and real version that tells someone how you work, what you believe, and what your promise is to them. And there are people out there who work like you work, believe in what you believe, and care about what you care about and better define those people than to give someone an empty promise, have them show up in day one and realize it's not true. 
Absolutely. I'm chatting with Dr. Andre Martin, the author of Wrong Fit, Right Fit, Why How We Work Matters More Than Ever. It's been featured on CNBC, uh, the Financial Times, and so many other places. And we're going to continue our conversation talking about a message to the employees out there, uh, the other side of that fit. Um, but you are listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, swyklein.com. Get on your favorite podcast app and make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. Get a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back and get down to business. I'm continuing my conversation with Dr. Andre Martin. Um, Andre, really enjoying our conversation, and we've been talking about employers, but I want to talk about employees for a moment. How can they best be prepared for the uh, for the conversations, the interviews that we were talking about, but that search that which is uh, a very big deal for them. Yeah. So coming through the book, we did 110 interviews, and one of the most consistent themes when I asked anyone that landed in the right fit experience, what could you have done differently? They all mentioned, I wish I would have done a little bit more self-reflection before I opened that first job ad. It's really important for you to take a moment, take a step back, open your eyes really wide and ask yourself what you're solving for. What do you value? How do you like to work? Who do you like to work for? What kind of life do you want in five years? And what do you need right now that you don't have in your current job? And if talent just did a little bit more reflection, they would be less apt to be seduced by the bright and shiny things that we see in pay and title and all the perks that companies offer us. Absolutely. That's great advice. And, you know, everything we've been talking about has been about the right fit. And it may be the right fit today, but uh, Andre, you and I were talking a little bit offline that what might be true today about you as a candidate and that company um things change, people change and companies change. So what do you do at that point to ensure that, you know, the career remains, remains a good fit? I think you start with what you just said, which is don't pretend that everything's going to stay the same. You are growing every day. Life's the greatest classroom on earth and your company is growing and changing, adapting and transforming. So I tell talent, the best thing you can do is to reflect on where you are at least once a quarter, if not twice a year, and re-ask yourself those questions and re-look at, hey, does the company still work like it used to? And does it still work for me? And often I think we just get in the you know rigmarole of everyday life and we forget to take a step back and really ask yourself, hey, does this still work? Is this still the right place at the right time? Yeah, so we do the preparation, we do that reflection, and um, Andre, I know you you talk to a lot of folks, and you've been at this for for a while. In fact, that's why you wrote this fantastic read again one more time. It's called Wrong Fit, Right Fit: Why How We Work Matters More Than Ever. Um, but you've also analyzed the cost of of transition when folks don't when it's not the right fit, when you onboard somebody that may not be the right fit for the company. Um, let's talk briefly about that before we conclude. Yeah, there's two pieces to it. So from an employer side, when you hire someone that doesn't fit, it can be up to 200 times their annual salary, not including all the collateral damage that they might do, you know, in bringing down the engagement of all the other people around them. So it's a really big cost. And often when you get to the leadership levels, those can be million dollar decisions that you're making. So it's better to take time. And I think from the employee standpoint, you know, one of the most popular trends you see, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, is around this idea there just looks like there's greener grass everywhere. I get on social media. Everyone seems to be having more fun at work than I am. And so we've gotten in this idea that I need to job hop, that I need to move from job to job to job to job. And 
What I want to tell people is there's a real unforeseen cost in that because every time you move, you set your relationships back to zero. You set your reputational capital back to zero and you have to learn a whole new language and way of doing work. And so the point of that is this, that realize that your creative energy is always flowing every day, all the time. When you put yourself in a transition, it's only flowing to the transition. It's flowing to rebuilding those things. So you don't get better at your craft. You don't get to do your highest value work. And in the end, you're getting really good at transitioning, but not at the thing that you said you wanted to be great at. And so I just encourage people to take a beat and really think hard about where they are. Well, I don't want to share all of the secrets, um, but it's been a great conversation, Dr. Andre Martin. Andre, how can we get in touch with you and pick up a copy of the book? Yep. You can find the book on Amazon, all the major retailers. So go out there, buy a book, buy two, buy one for your friend. Uh, You can find me at www.wrongfitrightfit.com. The last place you can find me is at my newsletter. It's www.mondaymatters.substack.com. Fantastic. Andre, thanks so much for joining us. That's a wrap for us here on Get Down to Business. Get on my website, sycline.com. To success, let's get down to business. We'll see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.